Brown Girl Radiance celebrates the brilliance of women of color through reflective conversations and stories. I'm your host, Pure Brown Joy. On this episode of Brown Girl Radiance, I had the opportunity to sit down with a few of my sisters to discuss the standard of beauty presented by the women of Wakanda. We had fun and candid conversations about the diverse natural hairstyles, the bold, distinctive fashion, the rich hues of brown skin, and the captivating images and impact of the bald heads, the signature look of the Dora Milaje, the protective agency of Wakanda, who demonstrated that bald truly is beautiful. As we jump into our conversation today, I wanted to give a little bit of background about the voices of some of the women uh, that you will be hearing uh, today. Uh, The first woman is actually a voice that you might recognize from our first episode of Brown Girl Radiance. Wakanda sister number two will be back uh, today. We also have Margot, who is a dear friend of mine, who is a major health enthusiast, and she actually was a part of the historical Universal Circus. She uh, rode elephants, and she actually still rides elephants. So if that's not Brown Girl Radiance, I don't know what is. I also have uh, my local Shuri, real-life Shuri, my friend Ivy, who is an engineer and is also a fashion icon uh, in her own right. Another uh, dear friend, uh, Khalifa, who is truly just the epitome of being a phenomenal woman, like that poem by Maya Angelou. She's just full of sage wisdom and is um, really just has a beautiful spirit. And then last but not least, uh, my friend Kanithia, who has a strong passion for mentoring young women. And uh, she's actually also uh, one of the people who I was sitting next to when I saw Black Panther for the first time. We were both uh, blessed to be a part of a special screening. And so we'll always have uh, that connection. As we start this conversation, I wanted to do a style refresher for each character. First, you have Shuri, played by Letitia Wright, who wore futuristic, metallic, athletic, casual prints and patterns. And her hair was in braids and slightly shaved in the back. Next, you have the Queen Mother or Queen Ramonda, played by Angela Bassett, who wore traditional African-inspired, rich, formal fabrics and styles with elaborate crowns. And her hair was in silver locks. Also, you have Nakia, played by Lupita Nyong'o, who wore tailored, fashionable, minimalist, modern styles with emerald tones to represent the river tribe. And her hair was in bantu knots as well as in twist out styles. And finally, we have Okoye played by Denai Guerrera, who wore athletic silhouettes and rich red tones, whether she was in a red dress or her armor as the general for the Dora Milaje. She also wore a lot of gold accents. Her hairstyle is the iconic bald head 
with a tattoo that signifies that she is a member of the Dora Milaje. The first question that I asked these ladies is which images or dimensions of beauty exhibited by the women of Wakanda did you find most impactful and why? Um, for me, the first one was just the, the bald heads. Like, that's that's everything. Because in so many cultures, including um, um, our culture, yes. hair is uh, celebrated, hair is cursed, hair is everything. Um, it has, there's so much, um, emotion tied to hair and it yes. is, it becomes its own entity. Yes. And to, um, and it, for a woman to shave her head and just say, I am enough out, outside of my hair. Right. I'm not defined by my hair right. was amazing. And then, um, and it, it, it added to the fierceness of her look, um, as well as the fierceness of her character and the role that she's playing as, you know, being the head of um, a protective service. So um, I love that. And I even shared that with a friend of mine who has lost her hair. She's mm-hmm. not a woman of color. Um, but it was really great to be able to... She's Caucasian, and um, she lost her hair due to chemo. Mm-hmm. And I was looking... I... I um, I googled bald women, and most of them were black. And they like, oh, beautiful bald women. I think is what I googled, and most of them were black. And I was just like, oh wow, that's pretty interesting that mm. we are able to not be defined by our hair. As although we obsess about it more than any women, um, group of right. women on the planet. Right. But um, but I just love that in the film that that was my first um, um, I guess takeaway in terms of beauty in the film was just the the baldness and um, having it be glorified and and having it be beautiful and then um, and then the you know the variety of natural hairstyles too um, that's kind of refreshing on the big screen like that Absolutely. and then um, the fashion too all of the fashion uh, really uh, reinforced the images of strength of um, of sharpness, acuity, like in the case of um, Shuri in particular, her work in tech, she yes. had like she had cool clothes that reflected that. A lot of metallics, yes. um, in the fabrics and in the coloring, um, and also just like l- casual wear too. So I I liked that aspect of it as well. Just the um, kind of um, I guess technologically advanced fashion. And I also love that Mm -hmm. the fashion wasn't ethnic. And by that, I mean, like, you didn't see people running around in kinta cloth, except there are a couple scenes in the villages where you see it, um, that pattern on um, walls and stuff like that, but not on the people, because um, I feel like we're, uh, African nations are more than the kinta cloth, the mud cloth, and, you know, some of the other fabrics, even though they have beautiful textiles. So, um, I think I that was another aspect of the fashion was that it wasn't on the nose uh, African that African also means strength and power and there are other ways to exhibit that besides the traditional fabrics and patterns and all that and then um, just the pageantry too whether mm-hmm. it be the face painting which mm-hmm. also kind of reinforces the warrior um, mm-hmm. mindset and imagery but um, the face painting the beads especially when you look at the queen mother um, the beauty of her um, her gray hair like to yes. be able to have the yes. white hair 
Yes. I think it was, was like amazing. a crown in and of itself. It was. It totally was. So I feel like women being able to be their natural selves, whatever that looks like and feels right. like for them, and um, and have it be flattering and complimentary um, for them was one of the big, like, beauty slash fashion takeaways from the film for me. Um, and then, and especially for the queen mother that she actually wore and was her character um so you saw the regality in her um her clothing and her um her hair and her makeup uh like she was a woman of a certain age and she reflected that and even when she was diminished from her position Mm -hmm. and and they were on the run she still was um put together exceptionally well so so I feel like the the costumes and the beauty uh, reinforced the images and the identities that these individual women were reflecting. Well, I will say that all the women looked amazing yes, and they were absolutely. all beautiful. Absolutely. And I think that I think what was most impactful for me is the ball head, which nice. is yes. Um, Okoye. Okoye. But I think as black women, our hair is always uh, in the forefront of our thoughts. Yes. When we're doing anything. Absolutely. Oh, I can't work out because of my hair. I can't go out. It's raining. My hair. What am I going to do with my hair? Oh, I can't swim. I can't do this because of my hair. So it's always something that's under consideration. And I think... When your ball is completely freeing, she doesn't have to worry about anything. Now, what is, um, it's, it may be a little bit jarring mm-hmm. to, you know, those of us that are not used to seeing women with bald heads, but I think that's why it's very impactful. I'm always excited to see positive role models being seen, especially on the big screen. So watching Black Panther, seeing so many shades of brown throughout the movie and seeing how strong we are. Yes. Sometimes you kind of forget how strong we are. So being able to see that on the big screen and seeing how much it impacted everybody all around. I mean, it's going to be talked about for a long time. Absolutely. I think it definitely, um, you know, has, again, like, created, I don't want to say a new standard of beauty, but it's more like it's it's being appreciated more. Um, even, like, um, I noticed this summer, Denai Guerrera, who plays Okoye, she has been on the cover. She's on the cover of Ebony, and she's on the cover of Women's Health. Um, her arms are, like, ripped. Um, so, yeah, so I think, you know, definitely presenting those images helps us to be able to like celebrate ourselves the mainstream media especially movies usually doesn't celebrate brown girls in the same way that we saw them celebrated in this movie so and it's it's not forgotten i think we kind of push ourselves on the back burner Mm -hmm. and we start weaving ourselves into what everybody else is doing Mm -hmm. and then when you see this you're like oh wait a minute to see that it just like reawakens that strength that you already have yes i like that reawakening why so when I read this question, I was I had to take a step back um, because the movie was just so powerful, you know, the essence of it, everything. Um, so as I reflected on this question, I think it was the array of 
brown skin tones throughout the movie that really impacted me. So aside from the bald head, I know that was like <laughs> the first visual yes. that all of us probably, you know, um, gravitated to. But it was the skin tones and the beauty of a lot of dark skinned toned um individuals so i liked that um that was depicted i think that that was most impactful i think even for my son Mm -hmm. um that kind of stood out Mm -hmm. for him um and just the essence of you know our black is beautiful so that was probably the most profound um image for me in the movie you know, I, I really have to give a lot of credit to Ruth Carter, yes. who is the costume designer yes, for this absolutely. film. Um, I am a huge fan of Ruth, and uh, one of the things I remember her recently saying in an interview is, you know, I've, I've, great, I've got this great accomplishment going, I've right. um, been able to come in and design for this movie that's been wildly successful, mm-hmm. and she said, now it's time for me to get some other people in here that look like me. There's not a lot of women of color um, in the costume design industry, and um, I think that's so very important. You know, our achievements and our accomplishments aren't just for us, but it's all about finding how those things align with your purpose so you can go back and help somebody else. Um, and now look at this incredible movie uh, right. with a black director, Ryan Coogler, and yes. Um, yes. black major characters. Yes. It really is inspirational to see, yes, you can be and do anything you want. So it's just black excellence all around. Another thing that I love about, you know, Ruth Carter and in terms of her costume design and in this film, how she took inspiration from like different nations within Africa um, so that everyone kind of got to see a piece of themselves. Absolutely. And I think that's so important to see that you are represented um, on the screen and just in general. Um, Another person who I love who... um, has that same mindset, actually, Ava DuVernay. Yeah, Maybe we'll do um, an episode in the future, uh, Brown Girl yes. Radiance, about Ava and just the way that she always likes to bring, actually, not just other brown women, but women in general. Um, like on um, Queen Sugar, she, mm-hmm. she uses all female directors and things like that. So, great point. <laughs> Next, I asked, in what ways would you like to see the Wakandan standard of beauty influence our culture in terms of the way that women of color see themselves and also how the broader culture sees us. We should be who we are and very unapologetic about it. Um, As far as the way that they had on their African garb, uh, the way that they wore their hair, I think that... um, in a lot of instances, we are kind of forced to con- conform, conform. Yes. And, um, you know, seeing them on the screen, on the big screen, and how they just had, you know, the, the locked hair and yes. the, the gorgeous African garbs that meant something. I yes. think we should be, we shouldn't be afraid to express our blackness and our clothing and our hair and, you know, all of those different things. Yeah, and another thing that 
all of the women were brown skinned sisters. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, you know, there's something to be said for that. Yeah. There was no doubting, like, these were black women. Right. And so that was definitely refreshing to see. Thinking about the, the standard of beauty set forth by the women of Wakanda, for me, it was personally impactful because I um, grew up in the South, mm-hmm. um, in Nashville, Tennessee, and... Um, growing up, I can say that brown skin was definitely not something that I saw celebrated. And I know that, mm-hmm. of course, comes from the, the history of slavery mm-hmm. um, there. So, you know, so lighter skin was, um, I was always told growing up, was more beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, as an adult, I'm able to just, like, see it as all being beautiful. Mm-hmm. I have never seen brown women being celebrated Mm -hmm. in this way Mm -hmm. um and and you know being leads Mm -hmm. um who were celebrated in this way i was just thinking the other night like i was like hmm what other movies have i seen that you know even had like uh you know a brown girl in them yeah you know so so it 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 has been definitely refreshing for me if i had seen this movie when i was like 10 Mm -hmm. (laughs) it would have been life-changing yeah you know but um, but at that time, those just weren't the images that we mm-hmm. had. Like, I feel like I see myself differently, mm-hmm. which <laughs> is interesting to say because I'm an adult now. But really, I do see myself differently because of these images of mm-hmm. beauty um, that were presented in Black Panther. So. Yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons why it's so important for um, Black stories to be told um, be- so that we can see the diaspora. Yes. Because it does all these images... Um, wherever they may be found, whatever the platform, do influence our thinking, whether we're children or adults. They're going to influence. The level of influence will depend on where we are in our journey, but still, they are impactful. They they shape um, how we perceive ourselves and how the world perceives us. And yes. so that's why, like, you know, when you talk about the Oscars and, you know, Oscars so wide and so on and so forth, the, I think a lot of that... Um, at least for me, um, the, a lot of that concern comes from the fact that you do want um, women, whether they be 10 years old or 100 years old, to be able to see themselves at some level. If they're a part Absolutely. of the society, they should be Absolutely. able to see themselves. So, um, and, and it does influence how we not only see ourselves, but how the world sees us. Just for us to be accepting of how we look and be accepting of our skin color and our hair and our shapes, our body image in general. So seeing those women, they are big, tall, and thin, but then we got to see a variety of women. And like I said, the shapes and the colors and everything. So we as black women, just if we can embrace who we are, how we look, and just, just grow with that. That's just like a launching pad, just to be stronger in your in yourself. Going back to the bald head, you know, um, the best way to sum this up is there's a song by Indiari and she it's basically I'm not my hair right we are not hair we're deeper than just the color of our skin that doesn't define who we are what we bring to the table so I think um this movie definitely hit on that um I feel like we as women of color and women in general, but definitely women of color um, should embrace our uniqueness. Um, you know, we are, whether it's our noses or our mm-hmm. lips or our hips or uh, the texture of our hair, you know, um, I just think we should be more um, 
confident in our uniqueness and then and not so much of what the stereotypes are or trying to um, look a certain way um, westernized if you will yes um, you know what I mean I just feel like we should embrace our individuality each woman shared stories about their natural hair journey and how they were impacted by seeing the natural hair on display by the women of Wakanda. I've been natural for years, like even before it was a thing to be natural. Mm -hmm. And um, I love the fact that women are starting to embrace their natural culture and their natural hair. And you're starting to see it more commercialized now, which is a good thing, which means people are getting used to it. Because I will say, when I started um, the company I currently work for, it was in the forefront of my mind. I, I was natural, and I said, well, I better straighten my hair before mm. I go on this interview mm. because I don't want any preconceived notions about, right. you know, oh, she's wearing cornrows, she has locks, she has this. Let me Because, I mean, in all honesty... Straight hair has always been um, the image of beauty. Mm -hmm. So yes. uh, the fact that we are starting to see more women with natural hair is is an amazing thing. So yeah, no, absolutely. Actually, so you know, speaking of the the company that you referenced, I remember um, when I first started um, as well. I was I, I think because I had been in my like natural hair journey at that point, probably around two years. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I was very like proud and everything. Mm -hmm. And I remember, um, an executive who was African-American, actually African-American male, um, great, great leader pulling me aside, um, essentially and telling me, um, that they felt that when I wore my hair out, it was too wild was was actually the term that they used um, and that uh and that they did not want me to be known like by my hair is essentially um what their point was and and you know i i did understand uh, what they meant by that and i just remember for a long time in my career i i started wearing it like very much in like a slick back mm -hmm. ponytail, just, you know, mm -hmm. super conservative. I feel like nothing is more conservative than like slick back right. ponytail right. or, exactly. or like you said, like straight hair. Those, for whatever reasons, those are, the, those are images that are portrayed mm -hmm. as um, most acceptable. But as you mentioned, I do think that the company has become a little more progressive. And like now I feel like for the most part, I'll put it this way, depending on what meetings or departments or, mm -hmm. or whatever I'm working for, what the event might be, I still sometimes feel like that need to do the slick back to be conservative. But in terms of my day to day, I mm -hmm. feel like I am able to, you know, kind of be myself a little bit more and wear it out more. Um, yeah, I think that um, the more that you see it. Yes. And the more women that you see. Yes, having absolutely. Race, the more it doesn't feel like it's something that is so different. Yes. So, um, but we have definitely come a long way in terms of, you know, the natural hair care revolution. Yes, and it is a revolution, yeah, a revolution. Uh, that has been televised. I run with a running group called Black Girls Run, and we were having our um, monthly group run, and I was walking with one of my girlfriends, and she was 
going on talking about, we was talking about Black Panther and just all kinds of sorts of things. And she recently shaved her head. And, of course, I was thinking, okay, yeah, she shaved her head. She's, you know, Wakanda, go girl. <laughs> and she was like, well, actually, that's not the reason. She has alopecia. And she went for many years wearing wigs and weaves and glue and this and that, hats, everything. So she <laughs> had to wear hat, had to keep that look. Mm-hmm. But after doing steroids, it, it caused an indentation in her head. Mm-hmm. And she was just, just tired of it. So when she saw Black Panther, that just gave her the power. It really empowered her to just go ahead and shave her head. <laughs> shave the side that was already, I mean, it was one patch that was missing, but she just shaved it all the way to just even it out. And and she wears it like a full hawk, and it looks crazy cool. And she's just, if you could feel the energy that she has now that she's just free, she looks like a rock star. And then, of course, when she posted her pictures on Facebook, mm-hmm. everybody's like, oh, my God, it looks so cool. They didn't know the backstory, the backstory of it. They just think, oh, wow, she's, you know, rocking it out. Even when you talk about, like, posting on social media and stuff like that and just those images that we see, I think you make a good point, which is a lot of times you don't know that backstory. Um, And I think as, you know, women of color, oftentimes we um, are great at kind of projecting that image of strength. Um, which I think is a part of our beauty, but um, but you know when you hear like how she actually got to that place, um, I think it just you know again speaks to our culture and how we are always like rising above whatever challenge that oh, we definitely. face. And there's nothing wrong with wearing wigs, weaves, oh, yeah. braids, oh yeah, all that. Absolutely. Rock out whatever, whatever you like. works for you. It's just always beautiful to see natural hair and just the way it looks it's so many different textures and styles yes you can't even keep up you can't even you really can't compare them right because they're all so unique there's actually a young lady that i mentor um i call her my sister though because sometimes she ends up mentoring me too anytime we go somewhere together or spend some time together and we're in public she will make it a point to go out of her way to go up to any young lady wearing her natural hair and say Mm. i love your hair or your oh, hair is beautiful, yes. you know, because I think for a while she went through that struggle of, is, is this okay? Like, I'm not yes. seeing this everywhere yes. in magazines and yes. on TV. Yes. Um, and I, I think that that positive reinforcement of knowing that it's okay to showcase natural beauty um, is something that we definitely need. And um, I think a lot of people and viewers were excited to see that in the movie yes. as well. Yes, like, and I think this next generation, too, you make a good point, are um, a lot more free. Now, I think... You know, young women, in addition to the women of Wakanda, but there's like so many other images that are showing them that it's okay. And you're starting to just see like articles. And of course, there's YouTube yes. channels and and all these things. Whereas um, I think for me, the way that I uh, was able to go natural was actually once I went to FAMU. Shout out to FAMU. <laughs> um, and, uh, and kind of seeing other women with natural hair and learning about that process mm-hmm. and then subsequently, you know, doing the big chop and, and all of those things. But, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm thankful for, I would say, the images and the resources mm-hmm. that I think that young women today have available. Um, and even, like, my niece who's four, her hair is still natural, and, um, you know, my sister has locks. So I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that my niece won't go through the um, creamy... <laughs> creamy crack face. <laughs> yes. Um, but, you know, for sisters who feel like they need that, like... Right nothing against them everyone has to you know 
make decisions in terms of what they feel will make them beautiful or, or, or what makes them happy. Right. And I um, think it's about doing what, what is right for you exactly. as well. You know, yeah. some people um, still love the good old fashioned relaxer, you yes. know, and some people prefer to be natural. And I think it's about every woman finding what works right for her. Yes. Um, and sometimes it's a matter of, you know, what's going to work with my schedule? You know, yeah. do I have well, time to maintain to this or that? You amen know, that. so um, all, the, all those are things to uh, really take into account. But I really like the fact as well, I think the industry is catching on because um, now when I go into the hair store, I see more products available for natural hair. From a cultural standpoint, um, you know, this whole natural movement, it's not, and they call it a movement here, but it's not a movement, right? It's been in existence forever. Um, But I'm just glad that now we... um, in the U.S., I will say, <laughs> yes. um, have really embraced it, and you know what I mean, taking heat because it's much healthier too. I mean, let's be honest, all these chemicals and you know, creamy crack and everything <laughs> that we were putting in our hair just is not. It isn't healthy, but when you think deeply about why we were doing it, right? It was. I feel you know, we lacked that confidence, and it was again kind of adhering to the stereotype of how we should look and how we should walk and, you know, what um, what defines beauty. So our beauty is definitely deeper than our hair and our skin. Yeah, I think you make a good point. And, like, in terms of the, the new, uh, the movement, as you said, natural hair mm-hmm. movement. Mm-hmm. And now I, I think that the next generation... Um, of women of color, they just have so many more like resources, Absolutely. tools, and Absolutely, and yes. even the products are more accessible, right? Um, affordable, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, affordable, yes, right. um, for sure. So, yeah, I mean, um, it it has been beautiful to watch. In the film, um, it just showed the diversity, right? Yes, of, absolutely. Yeah, how we can represent ourselves. Um, and again, still in the natural art, in the natural form. So uh, I love that. I loved uh, Angela's, you know, of course, the, the gray and or the silver. Um, to me, that was symbolic of wisdom, right? Absolutely. Um, she, she was but the mother, uh, you know, of the king, but it was just, it, it definitely stood out. Um, so that, that was beautiful. Um, and then, of course, the scene... Uh, the fight scene when um, Lupita had the wig and she kind of tore off that <laughs> okay. straight hair. Okay. Okay. That was a nice little subliminal message too, yeah, right? Absolutely. Yeah, like um, yeah, I want to be natural. Take this stringy hair off and it's a disgrace. This is a disgrace. Right. <laughs> That's it what was she a disgrace. Said. Exactly. Yes, that was funny. Um, and you know, yeah. So that stood out. I think a lot of people that are not of color. Uh, kind of learned a lot about just hair in general um, when it comes to black women. Uh, So we look as beautiful bald as we do with long, gorgeous silver locks. For the final question, I wanted to have a little bit of fun with my sisters and also highlight three of the iconic looks from the women of Wakanda. So I gave them these options. You can have either Shuri's wardrobe, Queen Mother's crown collection, or the Dora Milaje's armor. Which one will you choose for your personal style and why? Gosh, that's so hard. I know. They were all so fabulous. Yes. And, uh, I think 
Um, I probably would choose Shuri. Yes. Um, she kind of was spunky and, yes. um, gosh, it, it really is hard to choose. Right. Um, I think that Angela Bassett's role, it was more, um, Queen Mother. Formal. Yes. As yes. well. Uh, and Akoi, she was just kind of in that mode of like, ready to take somebody down if necessary <laughs> and some days i feel like that like i need to have on a coise um armor her armor but i think for my day to day i probably would be more in line with shuri and um yeah i just think that she was just cool and she's hip and she was funny and that kind of showed through her her garb I gotta go for the crown. I gotta I knew go it. I knew it. You know me so well. Yes. Uh, but I will tell you why. Okay. You know, I think a lot of that has to do with uh, the way I grew up mm-hmm. uh, or the way I grew up. Every Sunday, um, my grandmother and my aunts and everything, they would always make sure they had a Sunday hat yes. to go with whatever yes. they wore. And, you know, some Church were. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. It was a must growing yes. up, okay? Like, you yes. did not walk into church without your crown on once you hit a certain age um, as a woman. And so um, I would watch my grandmother and my aunts, and they had big hats and smaller hats <laughs> and velvet hats and summer hats and winter hats and fall yes. hats. And, you know, yes. well, Grandma, this one's nice. Why can't you wear this one? No, baby, that's a summer hat. You know? Right. So, you know, you really <laughs> learn the essence of all these beautiful crowns. And I can yes. remember the first scene uh, where they show Queen Mother or yes. Queen Ramonda standing yes. there in all of her royal glory. Yes. And I sat there in my seat and just thought, man, she is beautiful. Yes. Um, and I definitely think uh, the headpieces were the icing on the cake for that. One of the things, um, again, um, another tribute to, to Ruth Carter, um, we could see a lot of the um, traditional and heritage pieces within mm. those headpieces that yes. Queen Mother wore. Um, yes. But those were actually made with the help of 3D printing because it mm. was mentioned a lot of the shapes and um, a lot of the cylindrical figures, they mm. could only be that perfect right. um, with a 3D printing uh, model or format and so I just think that's absolutely incredible um, a nice combination of history um, combined with a sense of future and innovation as well Shuri 100% <laughs> because it's so sporty it's cool yeah. it's sexy it's yes. cute it's everything all in one but right. my it's comfortable her shoes yes. oh my yes. goodness <laughs> all about my comfort so yes definitely. definitely yeah I mean I would have to agree with you there like I feel like every outfit that Shuri wore, and again, all the women, all they the women all look amazing, beautiful. I mean, I think about like Nakia's dress when they when they were in that fight scene yes. in in um, in um, Asia, but but yeah, definitely Shuri's looks. Yeah, um, I'm like, yeah, if I could have that wardrobe, <laughs> wardrobe, the shoes, her hair, everything, each each scene, yes, was something new. Even even her earrings, yes, just. Yes. Yeah, oh, well, now, speaking of earrings, do you remember um, the first time we see Queen Mother? Her earrings were like a Nerfertiti yes. looking. Now, those earrings I definitely want. Um, in fact, I might even take those earrings over Sherry's wardrobe. I could not pick one. That's, That's honest. I could not pick one. I think 
each, um, and that was a brilliant question, brilliant question, but I think um, each represents something different for me personally um, from a, you know, from a, from a style perspective. So the crown, right, the essence, the beauty, the wisdom, the, the power, the strength, um, I think is all within every each and every one of us, every woman. Um, but I like Shuri, right? She's <laughs> she's cutting edge and spicy and very smart, intelligent, um, a little bit more relevant, right? Um, more modern. And I think yes. each and every one of us, um, you know, embodies that. And then when we talk about the armor, you know, immediately I thought about the full armor of God, but that armor is so just... powerful. Um, So I couldn't pick just one. I think I would need all three to make up my style um, and depending on the day of the week. (laughs) You say one for each day of the week. So, so, so for example, on Sunday, what are we wearing? Oh, full armor. You already know. (laughs) Right. Yes. And then, and then Monday or Monday through Friday, what's the look? Yeah. Monday, we need a, we need a little wisdom. (laughs) We're going to wear your crown. We're going to wear the crown. Yes. We Uh, have to be, uh, you know, a little bit more, you know, thoughtful in our words and, you know, just getting up and starting the week. Uh, I'd say Friday, you know, going into the weekend, be a little sure. Sure. Yeah. Like, (laughs) unwind a little bit. Yes. Let's get this thing, this party started. But, yeah, so we break up the week that way. We may have to, but, you know. They're on the armor midweek, that Wednesday hump day, <laughs> to help us battle through. But yeah, amen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, um, at at work, you know, we have a lot of different images of of the women of Wakanda up in our office. But specifically, we have Okoye, okay, who is sitting uh, like in full armor. It's almost like a life size um, cutout of her. One of my coworkers cut out. Don't ask me any questions. But anyway, <laughs> we like to say that uh, Okoye guards the printer. <laughs> we are going green. Right? Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. Do you need <laughs> to print that? Do you need to? Right. Let's think twice about this. Right. That's funny. Thank you to each of my sisters who were a part of today's episode. Wakanda sister number two. Margot, Ivy, Khalifa, Kanithia, you're all definitely examples of brown girl radiance to me. And I appreciate you sitting down to share your thoughts and perspectives on the standard of beauty displayed by the women of Wakanda. To all of my listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. I pray that you uh, enjoyed and felt inspired by something that you heard today. Please continue to stay tuned as we have more episodes this season to unpack as we are going to continue celebrating the women of Wakanda on this first season of Brown Girl Radiance. We're going to be discussing leadership as well as relationships um, and other topics uh, that were presented in the Black Panther movie and exhibited by the women of Wakanda. So please make sure you subscribe. Brown Girl Radiance is on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, as well as the TuneIn app.
If you're enjoying what you're hearing and you want to stay connected to the Brown Girl Radiance podcast, please send your comments, questions, or suggestions for future seasons and episodes to Brown Girl Radiance Podcast at gmail.com. 